it's December 5th, 2022, uh, and welcome to episode 79 of Stop Skeletons and Podcasting. Hey, it's your boy, Uncle Derek. Hey, it's me, that guy. And it's me, Grace, aka The Deuce. You don't have any aka Cheddar King or something like that, or like, you know. AKA Sarsaparilla Enthusiast slash Enjoyer. Okay. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm a Sarsaparilla Enjoyer because I just found out Wait, sarsaparilla? Well, okay, I think I might be confused, but I just found out that sarsaparilla, which is what lots of root beer was originally made out of, was found to have carcinogenic uh, cancer-causing properties and was banned in the 60s. So it took a while for people to figure out how to make it (laughs) non-cancerous. But so we kind of switched over to sarsaparilla and of course, root beer is maybe mostly made out of molasses flavoring anyway. I grew up drinking uh, lead smarilla. Oh, but that, that got pulled out the market because it had lead that, in it. I, yeah, that you know, I'm sure it did wonders for your <laughs> your dyslexia and your ADHD. Yeah, I don't know whatever happened to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody else in my family is totally perfect. No, they're not. There was there was that part where you got dropped on your head. Did you get dropped on your head when you were a kid, like onto a lead filled soda pop drink? You know, I don't remember what it might have happened. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was I was you know the Joker when he was younger. He threw me into a bat of acid with lead, turned me into. The clown that I am today. <laughs> uh, well, uh, for people who are not in the know, because I don't think we've really talked about it outside of the Patreon, because things have been crazy. But about, yeah. I, I'm yeah. going to be very brief because you know what we got? It's there's video games to talk about. There's stuff to talk about. Video, but, video production as well to talk about. Yeah, about a month ago, um, our apartment had a uh, intense leak in our bedroom that kind of came through the wall through the carpet. And it's been kind of a, a saga to get it fixed, to get to have people come in and get it fixed and all of that. Where So we've kind of been staying in hotels, sleeping in our living room, and we're still sleeping in our living room at this moment. But it looks like the issue is kind of being addressed. We're actually recording a lot later than we normally would in case more people were going to come today to do <laughs> to work on the room. Turns out no one came. You know, that's just how it goes. Well, the maintenance guy came by to kind of look at the two fans and the 1D humidifier that I've been running in our be- uh, bedroom uh, since Friday afternoon. Um, uh, and he's like, yep, they look good. Well, I'll be back tomorrow. And I, they are they are doing more work to the outside of the building. Uh, so it's been a lot. Yeah. It's been a lot. We, we kind of had to skip the first episode uh, because back in November, we do two episodes a month. The first episode that we had to skip was because the uh, I stepped on the, the carpet and my my entire sock soaked through. Yeah, yeah, that's it what was, I that's what I mean. It when was I say a lot of water. League. It was yeah, like immediately so. yeah. So, and then the next I think the next episode was when they actually started doing construction on it, and we're like, okay, we should gotta get. You know. It was yeah, it's been a saga. But luckily, Derek has still been working on a video. Uh, this entire time, a couple of videos, but we have, we will have a video for you guys this week. Yeah. No, about, um, uh, the, I've talked about it on our state of the skeletons, which you read on the Patreon, but it is going to be about Castlevania for the Gamecom, which is a real life port. Castlevania Symphony of the Night Grace. For the Gamecom. I'm so sorry. Make sure we are clear on that. Yes. Which is a real life port that was made by someone at Tiger Electronics. (laughs) Probably several people because it is surprisingly would, well done. It, it is. I I realized it is a sneak peek for this video. 
there's a prototype for Symphony of the Night for the GameCon that was released back in October. And uh, I was like, cool, I bet it's just like up to like the first hallway where death takes your weapons away. Maybe like the first boss. It's you could have released that game as it was. And it wouldn't have been any worse than like Sonic Jam uh, oh or Mortal Kombat Trilogy was on the GameCom. And so what's really exciting about this video for me is it's the first time I have ever written, recorded and edited a video all at the same time. So it's uh, it's it's it might be a little goofier than I think a lot of other videos. It's definitely I've had a, it's definitely more of a creative game. It's I have it, not it was seen really any of it. Video. And I'm a little, so I'm a little worried, but we'll, I, I Derek think, still, he reassures well, I, me he's no, no, working on it. I thought you, so. I thought you watched what I edited at the hotel. So that, I mean, that was um, like 12 minutes, but now you're up to like 30 minutes. Some of that, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't even know what's going on anymore. Because it's just the damn thing stopped, dude, wouldn't stop. The damn game <laughs> kept going. I will say that uh, we put out the uh, game room video, the uh, Xbox 360 game room video a couple weeks ago uh, for the record. Um, a portion of the, the VO for that was recorded while there were fans running in the other room, but uh, can't tell. I no, think. oh yeah, I was able to play with the, the noise removal and some other EQ, and I, you don't notice. And uh, we was we was also shot live very quickly uh, while there were fans running in our our in our uh, uh, yeah. the other room. So and well, you had a pretty bad cough. So perhaps yeah. related to yeah all yeah. of the fans in the um, water. It, it's, so I I have not had much of a cough. Uh, going to hotels and getting out of this mold infested uh, hellscape um, has been good. A lot of lot. The great thing about hotels is they typically have hot tubs. Mm. And so just like, you know, working a little bit, going to the hot tub, maybe going to the gym that's in the in the hotel. And then I was as luck would have it, um, had a, an appointment with my doctor um, kind of already planned in the middle of all this. And she uh, was able to get some notes so we can get them to like, like, hey, I have, I apparently don't have a mold allergy, but I have a dust and mites allergy and asthma and asthma and these types of things. And she gave me like better, uh, uh, <laughs> lead soda induced. Yes. Asthma. I, I, I have, and she gave me like anti lead inhaler. <laughs> no, I like a I, too bad. They don't have that, but you, you had to get your medication. I, I had to get like increased that, medication. You seem to I, be doing fine now that in, in tandem with the fact that they've actually started to repair the wall. Um, and they, uh, tore down a lot of it. And uh, cleared out. They had someone come over. And he's like, well, I didn't see any mold. But I sprayed some mold remover in there. And it's like, those two sentences don't make sense, sir. Yeah. But, um, but you know, we have water. We have a lot of water. We have power. And we have, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, like Gra a Grace, Grace is quoting our insurance, our home insurance people. It's like, you have running water and electricity. It's fine. We don't owe you shit. <laughs> So we're we're trying to figure all that out, but luckily the games don't stop. Well, I will the skeletons say, don't. I will stop. say like, I, 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 Grace, Grace has been basically full time dealing with the insurance and our landlords and all this stuff, which has allowed me to focus on the videos. So I just want to say like, you know, we've been able to keep things relatively smooth, mm -hmm. and uh, we do have a new video that after this podcast I'm gonna go and uh, crunch on it some more and hopefully be out. Uh, for the Patreon, um, a little earlier than the YouTube situation, but yeah, th this week, brand new video. Symphony and we're also the Game Com, damn we're it. planning on having another video this month on 
probably hopefully around the 20th you guys will get to watch it but uh we're, we haven't announced what that's going to be yet yeah, we're that's... still we're still working on it so yeah but yeah so that's some that's basically that's us that's been that's been our life for um <laughs> I, 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 yeah our dogs love it we have the mattress moved into the living room and they're just like living their best life mm-hmm. like always on pillows all the time it's even our because uh, we our bed has is like one of those ikea like bed frames that has like shelving units built in so we've had to like you know because the bed got pretty wet so we had to like take them all out and throw them everywhere so launchpad in particular has been just laying on laundry this which is his preferred state of existence yeah. no, he's no. just always there's always laundry or well, he clothes. likes laundry he's, he's no, i think once they go inside of the uh dresser drawer race it's clothes so he's, no he's, no he's been all up in that i don't know yeah that's not laundry about. that's clothes that's close. Yeah. So he's just been enjoying. So like if, if they've not been just like literally in a little box, perfect sized for their dumb little bodies to snuggle up with clothes, they've been on the bed with pillows and blankets and we can't really tell them not to go there. <laughs> uh, so they've been great. Yeah. Yeah. I think Dollop's only peed on the bed twice. So <laughs> yeah. the the saga of Dollop, the, the criminal mastermind. Oh, yeah. Always... And- ma- committing crimes and all this happened uh we got it it snowed about like i don't know three four inches which for uh our area is a big deal a lot i mean that's i don't care hey man i grew up in alaska that ain't shit however i don't like snow Mm -hmm. and not only did it snow about a a week ago now i think about a week ago now it's still here it's been cold cold enough that like the snow is not quite melted so that's like the the day that the guy was supposed to come and start doing repairs it snowed and i was like he ain't coming (laughs) Sure enough, he didn't come. Um, so it's it's been a wild month. Sorry that we have been gone for so long. Um, we would never do this to you if it was not for circumstances outside of our control. And uh, when this type of shit happens, it's like, okay, well, I guess we need to really just kind of focus up on the videos. Um, we were able to get the Game Room video finished and out. And I've been doing the Symphony of the Night video for a little bit. And then Grace has been, when she has, when she has a few moments, she's been kind of compiling something, getting some stuff ready. Uh, and uh, we are not going to end this year on a whimper. We going out this 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 this, this, this December. We got stuff planned. Damn it! But in the meantime, I mean, this is a video game podcast. Their video game has been coming out. We actually got yeah. a an early access code to probably one of the biggest games that came out this week or last week. The yeah. Callisto Protocol. The Callisto Protocol. And uh, man. I got so excited about this because the, the director who's out there, the, the, the director of this game was really kind of doing a lot of press stuff. And noteworthy, he is the director of the first Dead Space game, mm-hmm. which, um, if you ask me, unquestionably the best Dead Space game. Um, but I know that that is a hot take for some people, but I, I was not crazy about Dead Spaces 2 or 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, okay, this guy, holy shit, it's the, it's the, the guy. And I have to say, I played about an hour or so of Callisto Protocol and Callisto Protocol. Seems neat. Okay, one know. thing that was really cool about it off the bat is, you know, the first time thing we do when we get a video game is we go turn subtitles on because I oh, am uh, almost yes. functionally That's unable right. to just hear what people are saying <laughs> in a game. I have to like read it at the same time. And they actually had dyslexia font yeah. subtitles, which we were like really excited about. Which I don't know if people who don't have dyslexia, if you have dyslexia and you are a functioning, you know, able-bodied person who, you know, 
I, I can read. I read a little slower and reading is not like a relaxing exercise for me, but I can do it. I read and write for a living. I figure that out. But um, once I saw, I heard about dyslexia font and I got it installed like on my uh, my browser. I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's easier to read. Ho- holy shit. If you are dyslexic and you don't have that installed on something that you read a lot on, do it. It's if the I could font describe look good. Well, though. yeah, that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> if I could describe what it looks like to someone without dyslexia, it's like sci-fi comic sans is maybe the best way I could describe it. Yeah. So it kind of it's sort of texturally, I guess, real a really funny contrast to the rest it of does, the game. Yes, it's <laughs> but, it, it is something like when you go over to your friend's house and they do have like comic sans or some kind of weird. Uh, we, we had an editor one time and they had the um. Every time they would do a screenshot for us, it was like the font from Diablo. <laughs> and I don't know how to like, hey, can you take that screenshot again? But like not have the Diablo font on. <laughs> I never told her to do that. So it's just like every, there are a couple of videos that just like this Diablo font shows for up. no reason. And We're it's like, like right, ah, but you know, fine. it's like it is, it's whatever. <laughs> I think that um, if you saw dyslexic font, you'd be like, what? All right, weirdo, whatever. But man, it's it's for real. That being said, I don't know that the game really, so far from what I played of it, doesn't really warrant (laughs) having that. It's cool to see, but like, I don't know, it's a really pretty game. Um, Josh Dumal is real sweaty. Oh my God, so sweaty. Oh my God, he is sweaty. Even in the beginning of the game where presumably he's just been sitting in a like air controlled spaceship (laughs) for like... You know, whatever, not doing any physical activity. He's just yeah. sitting still. So, so shiny, so sweaty. He's just oiled up with his bro, I yeah. guess. And there's um, right away uh, some real grisly horror stuff. Um, the, the the combat seems neat. I think when the combat was first introduced to you, I was sort of like, what's going on? Like, what? It's This is this is the game? I somehow missed that this had, like, the whole game was like this kind of Mike Tyson's punch out sort of like handheld or melee combat kind of but it's also sort of yeah it's like kind of arkham asylum e like it, it I, I like guess a beat em up like I, ha- I don't know this the dodging mechanic and the parrying mechanic just adds like a weird kind of beat em up flavor and to this game that so i guess the content of the game is sort of horror adjacent because there are you know like the weird monsters and stuff it's, like it's that basically but the, like necromorphs but yo the first Dead Space came out in 2008. Technology's gotten better. So we can do crazier body horror shit. Yeah, and it kind of, I think, loses a lot of the creepy... It doesn't really have the same level of creepy atmosphere as the first one. But it, in a lot of ways, it's not trying to be the first one. No. Which and I think I, is a positive. To be honest, I never found... I mean, I, I will sing the praises of Dead Space 1 all day. I will say that I personally never really found it that scary because I just... I love the... The shooting was so great. The action was so great that like, you know, it was sometimes I was the oh, the closest to being scared in Dead Space was when I was like, oh, shit, I'm running out of ammo. Or was or, it, oh, shit, I have to play this basketball minigame. Oh, my God. Or, yeah, the turret. <laughs> gun. I never platinum that game because I think it's like you have to do the, the, the turret to two turret minigames <sighs> and the basketball. Hoop. That's the number one thing like, I want. The number, that. I guess the number one and number two things I want fixed <laughs> in the Dead Space remake. Yeah. Just that. That turret stuff. But I don't know if I like it was definitely different. And I definitely was like, I got into a couple fights and I was like, oh wow, I'm 
I can't tell when I'm being hit because you, similar to Isaac Clark, you have a little life bar reading on your person, no HUD kind of a thing. So, uh, but when I'm swinging and I'm dodging and the camera's moving back and forth, I hadn't quite nailed down, like, I hadn't noticed when I was just able to sneak a hit in before the enemy hit me. Mm-hmm. And when I was unsuccessful at doing that, because I would sometimes be like, oh man, I just totally went into this fight, creamed that dude, no problem. And I look at my health, I'm like, wait, I'm dead. I'm like, red? About to die? I that, that was just too, it's too much to, to look at, or I haven't gotten used to that yet. I do think that it the, could also be that, you know, we were playing a pre release version, so maybe yeah, we're, we're that'll on, be fixed. And we were playing on Xbox Series X, and like a couple of things floating weird, and a couple of like, I didn't think that there, there were a handful of weird things. Nothing jumped out at me as like, oh, man, fixed. It wasn't Pokemon Scarlet, Pokemon uh, uh, Scarlet and Violet. Yes, yes, yes. It wasn't as bad as that shit. But I don't know. I found that the anticipation of a monster showing up a little spookier just because the combat was a little more dangerous and difficult. Um. But I also felt that like the first few areas of the game, it's like I kept on trying to look around for stuff and, and it really did kind of feel like those first few areas are like, no, just go straight. And once the once the once the robot goes down there, there's one fork, but that's about it. Uh, and that was a huge problem I had with Dead Space 2 was that like you go through a door and it would lock behind you. And it's like, oh, no, you're just walking straight. There's you just you are you are playing an uncharted game. There is no uh, open exploring bits and pieces you're just kind of on a rail yeah i that was one thing i really really hated about dead space 2 and that's why i think half of dead space 3 the first half of dead space 3 i thought was phenomenal or at least after the intro dead space 3 starts with you shooting people and right away you're like we're something's wrong something's not right well they they have religion brain rot so are they really people? <laughs> but but, but their, their, their religion brain rot is them sacrificing themselves like, to the necromorphs to, to you know, ascend or whatever being, they say. I mean, they're being mind controlled, I guess. So. Not, until, not until they get ascended or something, right? Derek, I, mean, I don't it's know. It's a metaphor. Uh, it's, sure. <laughs> not a good one. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I definitely, the first impression was like, this is, this is, this is kind of neat. I don't know. And then when I saw a lot of people like, uh, you know, Sphere Hunter... Uh, a lot of people that I would like really, I would trust their opinion. Um, Gerard, a lot of people were like, just kind of not into it. Yeah. Well, I, um, okay. But also I think that those reactions need to be taken with a little bit of a grain of salt because if their experience was anything like ours and I've heard that it was, they got the code less than 48 hours before the game actually yeah. came out. So I don't even know how you make a video that quickly. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's like, you know, yo, if this is so but but if I if I can say like I'm I'm, that is going to amplify all of the frustrations and experiences you're going to have with a game. So I don't know. That's that that is something to keep in mind. However, I think I would say wait till it's on sale and then check it out. I've also seen people do some pretty ridiculous shit because eventually in the game you get far more uh, guns and far more like in a firearms and stuff. And kind of swapping really quickly between the two. I've seen some insane kind of combos and combat stuff that you can do. Uh, so maybe there is a, a, a bigger depth to this game um, that you just really can't quite figure out on a 48-hour, you know, binge playthrough. But also, like, I mean, I think the game got like a 70 on Metacritic. That is fine. 
That's good. That's, that's a good. That is good. I mean, I, I that, that's what Sonic Frontiers got. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, that, and that's also better than what Splatterhouse got. And you know, it's like I remember. It's like I I, I could sing the, the praises of the Splatterhouse remake all day and be like, yeah. it's rougher on the edges, but it kind of does what it needs. I kind of was getting a bit of Splatterhouse remake vibes from this. It's like, yeah, it's rougher on the edges, but it's still kind of hitting. It's still horror. It's still violent. It's still got just enough of the style that I I could probably get into it. But I will say, going into Callisto Protocol, expecting something like Dead Space 1, uh, it definitely was... That was not a good way to go into that game. Don't yeah. go into it thinking it's going to... It looks very good. I don't know that the gameplay quite holds it. I don't know that the pacing is quite there. Um, Do you think if you went into this game without that Dead Space expectation, do you think you would have liked it more? I don't know that I would even bother playing it, to be honest. Yeah. Because... Because there's a new Dead Space coming out <laughs> next next January, next month? Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say that I was really impressed with the, I guess, the facial expressions for the actors. And I thought the voice acting was really so good. There is there- jo- Josh Dumal, a.k.a. Mr. Tad Hamilton from Win a Date <laughs> with Tad Hamilton. Oh, my God. I only know <laughs> Josh. Doing great. Josh Dumal is a punchline and a good Aziz Ansari joke. That's the only reason I know his name. Uh-huh. He's like, Josh Jamal doesn't even DVR Las Vegas. You don't get that joke because Josh Jamal is the star of Las Vegas and nobody watches Las Vegas. <laughs> um, talking about how his cousin DVRs Las Vegas, a show that everyone has already forgotten. I've heard of it. Oh, okay. All I right. think it was like it was on the air it early was... in the morning when I, <laughs> like when I was watching like Supernatural reruns. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's... It's a really crowded kind of release right now, but like, man, there's a lot of horror coming out. Like we we're feasting, we eating good, and it's like I've said this before. I'll say it again: a seventy on Metacritic. Oh, God damn it, kids on my lawn. Back in my day, a five meant mediocre. A five rating was like basically meant. Back in my day, numbers meant something. Yeah, it's like, and, and, and not even it's actually not even a recent thing. It just kind of felt like with the rise of Metacritic and those types of things, um, with all the consolidation of, you know, when, when game rankings went away and it was all just Metacritic and uh, it was green, it was yellow, it's red. Um, it's like a, a seven is fine. What, I, what a seven means to me is, are you a horror fan? Do you like horror? Then this is probably for you. Like, um, that's one of the great things about specifically the horror the genre of horror but kind of like the specific thing about genres in general is like do you really like this genre of game of movie of 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 music um what might be a kind of middling to decent you know piece might actually be better because you i just genuinely like body horror and violent video games so i could see myself still getting a lot of enjoyment out of callistico protocol and you know of course the like this minor minor correction because I think there's probably like one person listening who's like, no, it's Callisto. What I've been saying? No, no you've been adding Callist- like an extra C. Callistico. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Just just for Callisto that one person. Protocol. You know what? Hmm. Don't like the name of this game. <laughs> Callisto Protocol. Yeah, I guess it's just, the name of a moon. Sure, and I guess yeah. I, I, if I was more into space and stuff, which I guess I, I'm not, um, but. Yeah, I, I, I think until it came out and we got the review code and people were talking about it, I was constantly forgetting what the hell this game was called. <laughs> fair, fair too. It, it is a bit of a, it's not like an iconic name, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
but it's good. It's still fine. I'd say I, I stand by what I said of, you know, maybe don't maybe go out and get it when it's on sale. You know what? Buy Evil Within 2 instead. Oh, my God. Because Evil Within 2. You know two. what? Actually, you should buy you should buy Signalis instead. Word. Have we talked about that at all yet? No, that came out during our water yeah, the, situation. Our, our, our water world. Yeah. Our water world. Yeah, that was, oh, man. Now, there's a survival horror game, like old school, like really good standard survival horror. That is a survival horror game where you only have six uh, 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 slots in your inventory. And unless you can get like a, a flare to light his bodies on fire, everything you, every little zombie that you kill will get back up. And the style of it is incredible. Um, I feel like the story is maybe a bit too much, kind of like kind of. It's a bit it, over my head, but also I was at a certain point. I was sort of know. like letting it wash over me. It was like, which there's, there's too much terminology, a little too much jargon. It, it suffers a little bit from. A, it has like an anime adjacent art style, and it yeah. suffers from a problem that I think a lot of animes suffer from, where women's faces tend to look the same. And I'm not sure if it's a plot point that every character looks has the same face or not because it very well could be we're dealing with like robots and stuff yeah yeah i think it is that but so far it kind of feels a little bit unintentional (laughs) and so i don't know it's it was that's one criticism it was brilliant in terminator 2 where it's like oh yeah arnold's in this movie because that's just the the model of terminator just looks like arnold he's just they in is in a factory they just pump out an army of arnold's that makes sense but ever since that happened it's like oh well that can be a problem when it's like, who am I talking to? Who am I talking about? I'm showing somebody a picture of a person. I'm not sure who the person Just is. Every single person is Susie from Spear Hunter. Okay. <laughs> Just yeah. literally, it, Might is, as well it is Susie. Might as well be. Might as well be. But <laughs> like I, literally I, same hair, same eyes. But the, it's but, hilarious. But the gameplay loop of, man, that amazing thing of like, okay, I'm here. I need to get here. There are like, I know how many rooms are between my destination and my, my current position. I know how many dead bodies there are, how many zombies that might get up. And it's like, okay, but this area that I'm trying to go to, should I bring ammo? Will there be ammo there? If bring, will bringing ammo actually waste a space? Just like that raw, like just great classic survival horror shit. Outside of everything else I can say about this game, which is a lot. I feel like that's it. It's, 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 if you like that original resident evil kind of, item management but just make a game where item management is like such an integral part of it and make it just work they make it work man it's just i would also say i don't think it feels like it's trying to like it's trying too hard to be retro it feels like sometimes you see those games like that and it's like all right they're they're kind of copying things from other games like i kind of see what you're doing here but this game kind of is able to elevate it to a different level where it feels like it was it's still good on its own exactly yeah and 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 that's really special and just exciting to see it's it's like borrowing something but not just to borrow something they actually do craft a really good gameplay loop out of it oh And and they do have universal chests just the magic chest that yeah. opens up into yeah. negative space and everything. I thought you were talking about, yes, there. they're all the girls the same, Grace, or copy paste. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then that's the, to say nothing about like just the style of it. The game is just gorgeous. Uh, and it has lots like cr- crazy shit happens with the story. Like you'll just be doing stuff 
And then suddenly you're like in a first person perspective, like walking around someplace and you'll get an item and then wake up from a dream and you'll have that item and you're suddenly you have the crank, you know, um, I'm not quite sure what the story is. It's not all a survival means. horror game unless we have a crank. Exactly. Uh, and oh, I think there's a couple cranks. We've been cranking it. Oh, yeah. Always. All, the whole time. You have to be. Yeah. Uh, it's I will say that I think the combat feels a little um, clunky. Uh, there is a thing of like when you shoot an enemy and it falls down, you have to kick it to make sure it, you know, dies. Uh, it'll still get up a little later, but if you don't kick it, it'll get up immediately. That feels really clunky. She just kind of like the animation doesn't quite fit. Your your character just kind of like kicks its leg out, kind of just kind of spazzes out for a second. And then it's like the creature goes Barr! and it, just, it feels it does. The animation doesn't quite hit there. Um, if enemies just get too close to you when you have your gun out. It just won't shoot, even though it kind of feels that they're a little far away. I feel like some of that could have been tightened up a little more. But then again, kind of the point of the game is is to not be it is not a combat heavy game. Still should have made the combat maybe a little tighter, but it, it's, it, it wasn't enough to really bother me because you're kind of like taking dudes down and then getting the hell away from them as quickly as possible, you know, uh, and then being like, am I ever going to come back to this hallway again? No, then I'm all right. Never come back here. Yeah. You guys down? I'm done. Yeah. So, yeah, that's absolutely one to to look for. Yeah, Signalis. It's on Game Pass. We're playing it on Game Pass. um, But I believe it kind of came out everywhere at the end of of October, right around Halloween time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, we need to go back and finish it. All this bullshit is just kind of... We kind of... It kind of got usurped by Callisto Protocol. Well, it also... You got all the way into inscription again <laughs> yay well uh before before that i was um <laughs> a perennial favorite of mine oh ring my. of pain which is a rogue built like a rogue like deck builder dungeon game it's hard to describe you know that i absolutely love i thought that ring of pain when you when you say that like ring of pain it's great it's a roguelike car you know deck builder i'm like eh, i don't know the art style is fucking. The art incredible. style is so good. The atmosphere is so good. The core gameplay is so good. But again, it is the kind of game that I feel like you have to have whatever brain disease I have to really enjoy it. It's not something that's going to appeal to everybody. But man, I love it. It was on Game Pass forever, and it finally left Game Pass. So sad. Oh no. So I actually had to go out and buy it on Switch because if I'm gonna if if I have a choice of where a game is, it's I want it on the Switch. Yeah, unless unless it is like a brand new game, like Callisto. Is that that's it, right? Callisto Protocol. Yeah, you did okay. it. Okay, that that's like well, we you know we we shelled out for the Series X earlier this year. I want to get the highest. I want to get the bestest look in this distance. I I need Josh Dumel glistening. I want that sweat, baby. <laughs> At all times, I, I want need his it. scruffy beard sweated on, and I want to see all the gross. Uh, sinew and vivisections happening and all the yeah not to mention just dust floating around but anyway so Ring of Pain got majorly obsessed with that because it is something that you can play in a hotel while you are watching also watching a love it or list it marathon on Thanksgiving <laughs> but we live a full life we live a full life <laughs> but finally a game that I really loved when it came out last year on the PC but I ended up having to just stop playing because it didn't have controller support and using a mouse and keyboard after working on a mouse and keyboard all day just really isn't great for my back and my joints or whatever i'm i don't know i'm 31 i gotta 
I have to go to the gym. I have to leave. I have to stand up. Mm -hmm. Whatever. It finally came out on Switch. I immediately bought it day one. It is just as good as I remember from last year. In fact, I believe they've updated the uh, different card. This is a card game again, by the way, guys. And they've updated it. So there's new rules. There's new cards. It is so much fun. It is so spooky. Yeah. Definitely play it. It's just, it's one of those like kind of meta horror game experiences where there's like a game within a game within a game while and there's YouTube youtubers that are also running around it's fun oh it, it turns to in like an agr at some point arg yeah uh, yeah I, I would say like this game's style just top to bottom is fucking incredible just every little sound effect and how th- the pieces move and how the weird guy talks to you and it's just like god what a stylish game mm-hmm. they just got it all it's just everything just feels cool but the game just it like literally came out like last friday right it just Three came out days ago wait yeah it's today monday today is, oh my god yeah <laughs> i think it finally came out on friday on switch and either we just forgot a couple of things or no, the card, the card mechanics definitely, definitely well, different. No, I, there are a couple times where we're like, wait, what's happening? I don't think that we were trying to do something. No, and they added extra like little paths that you can branch off into. I thought I thought the, the game was part. maybe kind of broken, needed to be patched. Maybe that was just us being kind of dumb. Oh, no, I, I, I don't. There wasn't anything like okay, that. All right, all right. The load times are a bit long. I will say that <laughs> to the point where when I first started the game, I was like. Was, is this part of it that I'm just staring at a black screen for, you know, two minutes? But uh, oh, it turns but, out it's just loading. So inscription is great, though. The chat saying that Ring of Pain is brutal. Grace, tell them why you, you you finally stopped playing Ring of Pain. Oh, well, I finally got there's two different endings you can get. And I finally completed both endings on the hardest difficulty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was so frustrating because the so, dark so, path. So, so chat. Huh? Yeah. Producer, the producer Grace is saying, get good. Oh my gosh. Not at all. <laughs> it took me, I think like the fir- the light path on the hardest difficulty I was able to do after like two weeks, but the, the dark path, I like think it took me a, a solid week. month. Yeah. It was forever. <laughs> I don't know. It, it took me 84 years. Mm. It was so long. It kind of felt like you just had to wait till... You just the, you till the RNG was good. Yeah, you roll the dice and came out twenties, and that was it. It was like it really, I'm, it I'm really sure was there like was that. skill involved, but it was like a lot. No, a there lot. there were definitely some runs that I I could have won, but I just effed it up. But I feel like that was maybe like <laughs> like there was six of those that I can remember out of like 120 attempts. Like, yeah, yeah, just insane. But it, it, it's very very good, um, and inscription's also very good. <sighs> Yeah, and it definitely, I'm not noticing a lot of, like, game-breaking bugs on this game in the way that I was noticing for the Switch release of another Devolver game, um, Cult of the Lamb. Like, I I feel like Inscription is playable, at least, and so I would fully recommend uh, the Switch version if you're like me and you've been waiting to get it. Well, hopefully they had a year to work on it, and Cult of the Lamb, I think, was, like, the kind of simultaneous release, and it seemed like it was just the roughest on Switch. Yeah, I, I should jump back into it to see if it's better. Cause did you did you hmm. like finish Cult of the Lamb or did you have to kind of stop it? Oh, I finished it. Oh, okay. I I figured out 
ways to get around the bugs. <laughs> <laughs> basically man that soundtrack uh i i listened to it um i've noticed that there's been yeah. so much cult of the lamb stuff on in our like recommended feed yeah, on youtube keep, and i'm just it like, keeps what? recommending me but i'm like fuck yeah this song was good or i forget which <laughs> song i really like so i'm like clicking around on i'm like clicking on youtube videos i should just be like going on spotify or just download i should just buy the soundtrack at this um, point yeah, yeah you probably should uh, but yeah the soundtrack that game is pretty solid yeah it, that, that's that's a fun game where like will you just you're like, man, this is a it's a great, great, neat little game. And then you find out like, oh, yeah, it moved like a million units in like a couple of weeks. And it's like it's so good when like one of those indie games does make it, you know, mm-hmm. like say what you want about like how cool Josh Dumal looks in the Callista <laughs> program. I do with, with Vaseline smeared all over his face. Like I'll be honest, I still I still feel like graphically we we peaked back in the Xbox 360 PS3 days. I just need to, to load faster and have like better frame rate, but I don't need games to really look better than Dead Space 1. I really don't. We can stop. In terms of fidelity. Yeah, what, like, that's what, yeah, do something. F- like, that's why we need to have, I think I said that about like Cult of the Lamb. I was like, this looks like a, a moving interactive cartoon. This is the graphics can stop here. You know, even, even like Cuphead, like Cup games don't. Especially need to, Cuphead. They don't need to look better than Cuphead. They really don't. Like we. In terms we, of fidelity yeah exactly it's not it's not that style yeah i i just i would rather have style than seeing real people i don't care oh, about absolutely. real life i hate real people yeah <laughs> <laughs> but not you people not you lovely listeners listening what was really great about cult of the lamb is i was at a halloween party and someone said man i really wish there was a game that is like animal crossing but a little bit spooky and it was just like yes yes it's here yeah yeah <laughs> like, like when that happens to me and I'm like, I know the answer. I'm just like, call me, call me. That really good juxtaposition of like, everything's cute, but it's also really satanic and evil and dark. Uh, always fun. Just perfect. Yeah. Do you like, think, just like my Pikmin. So like, all right. Game of the year for you. Elden Ring. <laughs> you, do you, really? You? you don't have to finish the sentence. Yeah. No, for you personally, though. Yeah. Still the best game you play this year is Elden Ring. Yeah. Inter- oh. Even though I haven't finished it, I no, think I've played 50 hours. I mean, I've just been watching you play it at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. 140 hours. 180 now. <laughs> Hasn't finished the game. No. I just got to the mountains. Yeah. You're moving on up. I, I, I believe I am now officially in the end game. Um, But I take my time with this shit. I've been enjoying it. Th- when This whole month, it's been good to have, for me, put on a podcast or put on some music, just tune out and play Elden Ring. Yes, Elden Ring is hard, but it's like still kind of relaxing for me. Um, and I got to the uh, the capital, uh, the, the 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 gigantic like at the place at the base of the Earth Tree. It's like the biggest and densest area I think that there has ever been in a Dark Souls game or any you know, from Soft a Souls game. It was so gigantic. I think I spent twenty hours, maybe. Like just in that area, like half of Bloodborne was just in this above ground area with like you can be on the street level or you can be jumping on the the roofs and stuff. And then or you can just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper on the ground. And I had probably finished that area, but wanted to be certain. So I easily spent like an extra two, three hours just walking around, double checking everything. Um, God, that that area was great. 
Mm-hmm. And then uh, I finished it, and now I'm moving on. And uh, I think I'm I think I'm about to unlock the last little, the last section of the map. Hopefully, uh, but I I, I I mean I yeah I I I have I've kind of cheated and uh, saw the full finished map now, and it's okay. I am I am actually uh, pretty close. <laughs> you 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 finally broke after 180 hours. Yeah. <laughs> after how many weeks straight is that? Of just don't do this to me. Okay, don't do this to me. <laughs> I mean, okay. That, if maybe just, that's days. If, if we're just gonna round up if to twenty-five hours, so that's four. It's, it's like it, it's it's the better part of like nine days. Nine days. Okay. okay. So, yeah. Just straight. It's gonna vary. Just just you know, like two hundred <laughs> hours is twenty-five times eight, and then you just add you know eight on top of that for the twenty-four to take away. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. That's that's not insane. That is that that is over a week, but not two weeks. It is not. A, <laughs> it is approaching a fortnight, yeah. but not uh, uh there yet. But. <laughs> it's i i think that for me personally game of the year like eld it, it has i mean game awards are coming up this week i guess they are, yeah the, you but know no, which no, no. and it's i don't mean i don't mean like critically i'm talking about the game that you played this year grace that you enjoyed the most that's what i'm trying to say like, i just... i still think that it has to be El- elden ring for really me. okay wow. and part of that is just because it's a feeling that I haven't felt since, I guess, Breath of the Wild. So, you know, not it wasn't that long ago. But the feeling where you're playing a game and you're like, oh, this is going to change my perception of what a game should be like for the rest of the future. You know what I mean? Like, all kind of games that are like this are going to be measured up against this, yeah. this game. And it is going to change the way that games are made from now on there is a pre this game and then there is a post this game and that and for just by that criteria alone i feel like it, it has to be but you, you don't you don't get games like this very often i almost feel like that's probably true but i think that that kind of happened already with breath of the wild yeah however i do think that one thing about elden ring that is, is really apparent to me is they built this gigantic world and filled it with so much stuff and then spend a long time thinking about what's the best way to go through it. Like all the warps, all the NPCs that show up here and they talk to me and then you think warped up the volcano and stuff like that. There was such a steady handed attention to detail on the pacing of the game. And I think that is something that, uh, if, if, if that's the subtle thing that I hope becomes the post Elden Ring moment is open world games that are paced well with fun shit to do in them because I think there's definitely going to be less hand quote unquote hand holdiness just like the reaction that I've seen you know poor uh, Horizon Forbidden West <laughs> You know, yeah. again, coming out in the shadow of like the game of the generation. Yep, yep. Um, but just the the kind of backlash that game got in terms of like having the characters constantly be like, I gotta get up this hill so I can finish the quest, yeah. you know, or whatever. Gotta find a way to get up this wall. <laughs> I think she said I gotta get up this wall. Like you're climbing the wall. It's like if I get over this wall, I might be able to get up. It's like <laughs> We know. She- yeah, I know. Yeah. Or I mean, even God of War, which I know is fantastic, also got a bit of this backlash that I feel like is very much Elden Ring inspired of just like, hey, you don't need to tell me what to do all the time. Yeah. 
I, I, I talked to a friend once and um, uh, I, I, I like him because he has contrarian opinions, but he just is like one of these guys. We, I always joke with him like about Drake because I, I used to like Drake uh, when Drake was good. But he's like, I never liked Drake, but he never it, it was always fun to talk to him. So he'd be like, yeah, I thought Drake sucked. And I'd be like, I don't know. I, I thought one couple of his albums were good. He's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, he never really got um, Breath of the Wild. He's like, yeah, I just don't like it. I don't get it. It's just eh, not for me. Uh, but he did Platinum uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. And then with Elden Ring and stuff, he's like, yeah, I don't think I, I don't know. I, I, just, I, I don't think it's for me. I think I, I kind of broke it down. Is like, he really, he, he wants tasks to do. And he doesn't mind like, uh, here's a giant open world. Here's all the stuff to collect. And here's all the quests to do. The Banjo-Kazooie style i guess yeah and i and I, I don't mind that to a point either but i do feel like i've kind of had my fill of it and i do think that's that there are people that, that that do push back on breath of the wild and um i do think that there is something to be said about like you have all the freedom to do whatever you want and people have still been finding new insane ways to hack that game to do ridiculous shit in breath of the wild to the point just like just just like insane crazy combos and just extremely technical stuff it's to the point where i'm like cool you do know there are other games though right you can play other games <laughs> um not until would... bloodborne gets the pc <laughs> oh remaster <my> God, which <laughs> don't don't hold your breath on that one but i i do think that there is something to be said about like people just they, they don't mind that they don't mind that a bit of handholdiness because I do believe that both Horizon games have done pretty well. Uh, I do think because just there's not a whole there was not a whole lot on PS5, so I think most people that have PS5s probably got Elden Ring and then some you know Horizon later on. Um, yeah, just talking to him, he realized like it's just like I think it's like yeah, I get off work, I'm tired, I want to relax, I don't want to then just do whatever I want. It's like no, I just want I just want to do some tasks to feel good, and to me. In a Souls game, that is, oh, I just went to this corner and I killed everybody and I got a level up and I got some more loot and I can go and upgrade my sword a little more. And to me, that's progress. But that isn't progress to everybody else because it isn't to me. It's like, have I walked everywhere? Mm -hmm. I just kind of mentally look at the map and go, yeah, I've been there. Oh, but I haven't been there yet. Oh, I should go back and beat that boss again. I still think that our, our, our friend is in the minority. To a certain extent. Maybe. Though it could be that that bubble of just like, I don't know anyone who plays, uh, what's a game? Grand Theft Auto 5. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Personally, yeah, I... but of course it is like the most you know played game of all time, etc., etc. The... Oh, I think they are pretty big fans of Assassin's Creed as well. Some people in the chat asking about like this, you know, how they feel about Assassin's Creed. Um, and that's, that was, I'm not sure, I have not kept up on those games. I get the sense the last few Assassin's Creed games were actually quite good, but also with the few that I played, it was just like, yeah, here's a gigantic world and a ton of shit to collect. Uh, and I just was like, yeah, I need something a little more. I, I think it's going to push. I think those sorts of games are still going to exist, especially from Western studios. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think it is going to push everybody like just a little bit over a few degrees. I guess I feel like least. the people that have decided to push that direction already made that decision to or to not go that direction with Breath of the Wild. Um, though 
man, Elden Ring has just been such a, an amazingly hugely selling game that <clears throat> it has to make. You know what? I would I would sooner hope that they look at Elden Ring and think we should copy that as opposed to more of this NFT bullshit. So that's a trend. Maybe if, it, if, if anything else. All right. How about this? As we draw the curtain on 2022 and we move forward on 2023 and people and people look back on this year. Hopefully they think the thing they like we should emulate the takeaway is Elden Ring and not NFT garbage. Well, yeah, hopefully this is the year that crypto crashes with, uh, you know, all that. It seems like SBF every single time I see a new headlines like so it's done now, right? (laughs) And there's another headline about like another trillion dollars lost. Like I thought it was over. How much more money can possibly fucking go? (laughs) But it's. Yeah. You know, the other day. I actually was playing Elder Ring and I, I I put on the uh the folding ideas uh two and a half hour breakdown of of uh, of FNT and crypto. Mm-hmm. It's like my third time watching that video over the span of this year. And that's an example of like, yeah, I listened to that YouTube video, kind of half watching it. Um I've seen it before, but I, you know, was just putting it on the background while I was uh playing Elder Ring. Great time. Great time. Um, but this is the year of Elder Ring for sure. Uh that game is just I still think that all that game really is is Dark Souls but a lot of it but and but that is enough that's all you really needed to do and that's kind of what you sold me on because I wasn't really even paying well, attention they, they to it they also made it way more open for people to for everyone to enjoy I think yeah I, Dark Souls kind of games always had like hey there's always at least like two areas you could be checking out but you know, that wasn't always 100%. It wasn't as clear. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean open but, in terms of open world. I meant open in terms of I can enjoy it when as someone who has tried you know to what play it is. Dark Souls no. and tried to play Bloodborne and did not like it. I'm going to call you out a little bit. Oh, my God. I'm going to call you out a little bit. All right. Go for it. Friend, a friend of ours, I think, got you hip to this idea that there's a place early in the game <laughs> that you can just like just do a beeline to and just like grab this... Uh, uh, yeah. really good wand no, i fully and- <laughs> admit to that i i cheated i looked up what's the best because i was having so much trouble playing as a magic user and i was like how can i not how can i be better and it was like do this and i did it really enjoyed the it's game it's like yeah just do it do a suicide run just careen into this place you are not supposed to go yet grab the item and then just die and then you're back to where you were back in the safe land perfect uh, and then i was watching you play and you're just like throwing meteorites at enemies i'm like oh this boss is really hard what i had to do with and then you already beat him <laughs> oh shit it was the okay. best oh man yeah ranged battle mm. hashtag ranged battle but um well, but i, I mean, guess before the, we transition into that's, questions that's in the game i mean it's not really i mean that's what that's what to call you about a little bit but that, that that's not cheating no no it's shame. in the game no shame no it's yeah it's i in have the no game. shame for this yeah, yeah. though i kind of wish in retrospect that i had done like maybe a faith or a monk build because I want to use dragon magic. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, my arc, my arc, I never put anything into arcane and to really do anything decently with arcane, I'm going to need like 20 more levels. And it's like, no, nah, I'm already like about 100. I'm, I'm like around level 100. So like the idea of grinding that much, like it's, I've just got to the point where actually getting a level up takes a lot of runes. So I'm kind of like, all right, I need to probably go and do a rebirth and then re, re uh, allocate my, uh, uh, all my, my stats again. Well, so before we transition into questions, it is the Game Awards this week on Thursday, and Sonic Frontiers. 
What? No, I'm not asking that oh. because as we all know, the Game Awards are is just a show where they show us commercials. It's an excuse to have commercials on stage. And yeah. especially since E3 is mostly gone, we haven't really had that all year. What are your biggest predi- predictions for like what you want to see, what you think is going to get announced? Um, like, Man, I... Oh. I want something Metro Prime Four. Okay. I want something from Metro Prime Four. Do you think and, Nintendo would really do the Game Awards though to announce something instead of a? Direct? I mean, but there it's it's if it's being made by Retro, which they're an American company. Like the thing about Metroid is Nintendo's never really given a shit about them, and that's why they were kind of tossed off to anybody that wants it. Um, and that's why they're like, I don't know, give it to like Bandai Singapore, who has never actually shipped a game, <laughs> or like, like we'll let them do. Metroid Prime 4 and, and they're like nope that's not worked out I guess give it back to, to retro um, so I also think Americans are probably the ones who care the most about it mm-hmm. and also it's just been kind of comically a long time since they like had the logo reveal <laughs> of Metroid Prime 4 um, I think it would be cool to do something especially if you're coming off of uh, I think coming off of Metroid Dread if you've got Metroid Prime 4 happening, I think that there's no way they release Metroid Prime 4 without also releasing the Metroid Prime Trilogy again. But I think to make that work from the Wii to a Switch takes a lot more effort. So maybe they're also trying to make sure everything is in line. Um, I would hope to see something from Metroid Prime 4. Also, remember when they announced a Perfect Dark reboot? So they announced no. a perfect day. They, they announced <laughs> oh my a perfect God. dark reboot, and I was reminded about this uh, earlier today when I was looking at something, and I was like, "Yeah, what the fuck was that about? Where did that go?" For it was Microsoft. It was rare. Rare. Wait, was it rare? Wait, wait. It might not have been rare actually. That doesn't but, I mean, make sense. Microsoft owns that IP. Yeah. But so this is how long it's been. I forget. But it's like, what's up with that? Um, and then is Elden Ring gonna get DLC? Like, if there ever was a game that probably didn't need DLC. It's this game. there's enough of it. And they've been consistently updating it and patching it. So, yeah. I don't know. But the, you do get the sense they really took their time with this game and figured it out. They probably had... I imagine that, you know, in the offices of FromSoft, there's just like a... Just computer hard drives full of castles and swamps and caves that just have been cut or not finished for certain games. Like that's kind of how I view a lot of the the kind of smaller places in Elden Ring. It's like, oh yeah, here's some villas that they, you know, made back in Dark Souls 2, but like didn't quite didn't you know, it was cut content. So they, they dusted it off and kind of made it and they fit it in there. <laughs> oh here's a castle that didn't you know that was gonna be in uh, uh Dark Souls 3, but like nah it, it didn't quite work. So Let's finish it off and then shove it in a ring somewhere. I would imagine they just have like bottomless, endless, just examples of different dungeons and assets that they can put into a DLC. I don't know. All right. My thing is, I recently saw a picture from Hideo Kojima with him and Guillermo del Toro like hugging. Like, oh, I got to see my friend. So nice. Ha ha ha. I think I think there's going to be a Hideo announcement. Oh, I mean... Either that or of they're just going to play is. play his podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Just, though Jeff did promise that this was going to be the shortest Game Awards yet, which is 
so exciting. I, I know. I, I actually, I, I heard him say that, but he's like, but see, I can't say how long it is because they're still doing rehearsals and stuff, but it'll probably be the shortest, which to me meant like he's trying to make it short, but Jeff can't do that. He can't help himself. I don't believe that it's going to be short. <laughs> All right. Well, so we got quite a few questions from you guys on the Patreon. Thank you so much. Let's uh, start with, oh, this is a username I cannot pronounce. Udwerdoin Finalo. Being from the glacial state, Alaska, do you find yourselves more critical of ice levels or frozen themed maps? Um, I, all right. I don't know about ice levels. I still love snow in games. When snow falls rendered really well, I still love that. Like in like, Death like Stranding it, is a good example of I guess snow. I, I, I only watched you play Death Stranding. I don't recall. But just like that crunchy sensation. When stuff's wet and snow is falling, like people That's don't realize nice. that like there's a moment where snow kind of melts and then like everything's just like black and gross and it's just like dirty. Like snow gets snow's ugly after a while. But in games, it's always like just, you know, beautiful and white and everything's covered in snow and good. Like even in Metroid Prime 1, like the snow area is just so, so beautiful looking. Um, but I've never liked ice levels where you're, you know, your controls slip around. I think that's what made me quit Majora's Mask is I just couldn't get my head around the ice level. Which is a weird reason to to bounce off that game, to be honest. <laughs> There are, there are other reasons to bounce off that game. <laughs> that for me, I was that's like my number one. No, fuck you, thing that happens in a game and, that I'm like I won't do this anymore. No, and thank Zelda you. is absolutely one of those games where they have to go through. We got a fire level, have to have an ice level, have to have a water level, have to have a jungle level. Like they just immediately they, here's the list. <sighs> Did I don't think Breath of the Wild had like an ice mechanics level like, of course no. there was snow there was where a, you got there cold a, there was a snowy area yeah but, but there yeah. wasn't like your slip sliding around yeah no like yeah. i i the whole concept of an ice level i just hate because it's like all right let's take this game and make it control like ass and not fun to play yeah <laughs> it's like okay mm -hmm. what's your reward for finishing the ice level you get to not play the ice level anymore like to me that's just not like compelling and if i have like zero patience for it yeah at this point but thankfully i feel like you don't really come up on it that that often and so and you, you don't think your time in alaska had any influence on that <sighs> i'm not sure i don't know it's not like an ice level doesn't control like how ice controls in real life i will say that much yeah. so that's you know whatever <laughs> i guess I always think about when I think about ice levels, I think about the like Gen 2 Pokemon. There's like this one cave you have to go through and it's like, you know, one of those little mazes where you, you push a boulder and you have to like slide in a certain direction yeah, and yeah. push things so that you can get out the exit. But it's not as, it's not it's not you're not pushing it one uh, square at a time. It's pushing until it hits a wall and stops. Yeah, that's yeah. that sort of thing. And just thinking about how long it took for me to finish that and then how I had to do it for my sister. <laughs> and it still <laughs> took me forever. <laughs> it's just like, man. Uh -huh, you're the older sister. Uh -huh. <laughs> anyway, not a huge fan of ice levels. Yeah. All right. This is from Joel. I would like to know what Derek's reaction to that ABGN video on <laughs> Doom that came out in October was. It was just kind of a weird coincidence. You both did a video on Doom ports at the same time. 
Um, yeah, I think that's, that's well, basically got, it. How got, how was it? Well, he got John Romero, so uh, I think I think he won that fight. <laughs> um, yeah, that was really cool. Uh, it was just a crazy. Qu- All right, so what's kind of funny is right after that was when um i reached out to james's people and i got a hold of james and was able to ask him for that cameo he did the brief cameo he did in the game room video and i did kind of mention to him like yeah it was kind of crazy that you know a couple a couple people like the coincidence of we both dropped doom videos people were like oh man derek do you have a cameo in this i'm like i do not (laughs) that would have been cool but nope i do not and uh and then James was like, oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. And I jokingly said, like, yeah, we made like 50 Doom videos. And he was like, wow, 50 Doom videos, huh? And I'm not sure if he caught that I was, I was joking. But I do think it, it was uh, also very funny that in that in that video, he talked about specifically how the music for PlayStation Doom uh, was was fine, but it wasn't it wasn't Metallica. It wasn't Slayer. So he didn't like it. And I that was one of the reasons I wanted to make my video so much is I wanted to gush about how I, I fucking love the music in that. Um, so that that was pretty funny to me yeah, to see. It was just... I, I totally get where he's coming from. And... I, I do, too. I just yeah. disagree. I just... Absolutely. You know, I think that, that, that it's that thing of, like, is, is, is Doom, like, a like a superhero action movie or is it a horror game? And I always viewed it more as a horror game. <laughs> All right, so this question is from Tuna. What's your mm. favorite cartoon? Fist of the North Star. Really? You haven't um, watched all of it. I haven't even watched Name all of it. Name five of its series arcs. Uh, there's the brother so, arc. I'm joking. I'm joking. There's the, well, there's the Uria arc. I still think the Uria arc like ends on such a great down moment. That um, that's enough to make it your favorite. That that because I, I it's a fun series. Because there is no there there is good and there is bad. There is never gray. Maybe there's gray later on, but it is always Kenshiro is the bestest, goodest guy, and he is protecting the 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 clean, wonderful, normal people who are good and pure and fine against the evil people that are evil and bad and they're evil. There's just it's, it's, it's fun that there's no nuance to it, but also there is that idea that. Ken is always motivated by and always trying to get something that he will never actually achieve. He's always striving for something that he's never actually going to get. Um, and so there's all there's always that tinge of kind of tragedy to it, which that's just my shit. But also I more mean, than like a summer camp island or I did. I really liked Adventure Time. I really like summer camp island. I love uh, uh, you know, justice for Infinity Train. Infinity Train got to come back. Let's get all eight books. Let's do it. Let's come back and finish that shit. Um, I like a lot of cartoons. Um, Avatar. Yeah. Airbender. Airbender was good. Man, we, I've actually, I kind of got back into Futurama for a bit. Futurama's fucking really funny and great. Grew up watching a lot of Simpsons, a lot of Batman. Um, but I guess like uh, as an adult, when I think about, you know, it, it, that's just the person I am now, I suppose. Is Fist of the North Star is just like it's cheesy. It's 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 hokey. It's uh it's dark. Uh, it's hopeful. Um, it's also just like 
mono repetitive low budget yeah it's it's (laughs) sorry you can probably tell from my reaction that i do not like it very much though i i have suffered through a bit of it with Mm you yeah i think you're like i am done (laughs) ring of pain let's Mm -hmm. go yeah you you can just play ring of pain while i watch visit the north star it's fair fair. there you go right this is from jmh as we come to the end of the calendar year do any game releases come to mind you were hoping would drop this year but didn't or games you hope to see next year. I guess oh, we already yeah, answered yeah. that. I'm excited. Is the Silent Hill pain train, is that starting soon? Yeah. Is that going to happen next year? I think or that's is... February, right? <laughs> oh, um, my God. I am dreading is... Oh, wait. That. No, I, no, I think February is the Resident Evil 4 remake. I don't think that any of the Silent Hill games have a release date. Yeah, no, yeah, that's right. Because it was Callisto Protocol was now. And then Dead Space remake is January. And then Resident Evil 4 remake is february i believe but um wait has the silent hill thing happened since we've even talked that that might have happened since the last time we had a uh podcast podcast i don't even remember it's fine um, just moving on yeah uh they know know. yeah i'm cautiously optimistic listen they announced enough silent hill things one of them has got to be good or or acceptable. Yeah. One of them has got to have a 76 yeah, on Metacritic. You know, <laughs> and that's the, you know, and that's the best we can hope for, really. <laughs> All right. So this is from DJ Ethro. <laughs> Definitely pronounced that wrong. If you could host a duel to the death for any two species so that one could claim its place on the food chain, what would you pick? That doesn't even make sense to me. Like two, um, two species that are like extinct now or friends or let's just change i'm I'm changing it because we are a video game podcast Mm -hmm. hello thank you two genres of video games one has to kill the other to exist forever and one has to die in obscurity i'm gonna pick rhythm games and beat-em-ups just just for fun just to move this along you have to pick one to survive and one has to go away forever and never impact the industry again which one survives which one falls oh my god what are you doing no more samba de amigo no more final fight like all right no more callisto protocol that's basically thing. a beat em up my brain says beat em ups but my heart no my more heart arkham asylum my... then well that's different that's a beat em up it isn't ex- no. It's it isn't exclusively a beat 'em up. It's adjacent. That's different. No, I, I think it counts. I think I would probably prefer rhythm games, just because I d- tend to like music a little more. But I honestly probably play brawlers more often. But like brawlers and beat 'em ups, like they're having such a moment right now that it feels so hard to. Is it because you never want to play River City Girls too? <laughs> you just want to forget that game happens. So you're like, let's just kill that whole. No, genre. maybe River City Girls Two will be good. Did it already come out? I think it's coming out. I don't really know. Yeah. I wanted to like River City Girls 1 way more than I actually did. I loved the the style and the aesthetic way more than I actually liked the gameplay. That, you know what? You can say that about it, You can say that about most any way forward game, I would say. It, and it we played about 10 hours of it. Like it it carried it pretty far. I did not think the me. game was funny at all. It yeah. was trying to be funny and that and hey, do you? But all the jokes I felt were just fucking fallen flat in their face for me um but anyway back back to the the topic at hand man, so two animals that i would not no 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 uh, or, or we're doing two games yeah yeah we're doing you have to pick 
the rhythm genre or the beat 'em up genre? No, I, I think I would probably go rhythm. But to it, to die forever? No, I guess beat 'em ups to, to die forever if okay. I had to choose. But like, wow. man. But then when you think about it, it's like rhythm games usually have licensed music. They're hard to preserve. Whereas like Final Fight's always going to be around. Streets of Rages is, is, is are always going to be there. And Anamanaguchi's never going to pull any kind of shit for Scott Pilgrim. So that, that, that won't be a reason why Scott Pilgrim goes away. Man. I feel like Man, rhythm, you're, really, you're really Sophie's choice right pulling here. Pulling no punches. Yeah. But all right, we're getting rid of beat em ups. Yeah. All right. Well, that was it was Sorry. nice while it lasted. Sorry, Matt. Forgive me, Matt. <laughs> all right. Ooh, so this one is from Michael. With Jaguar emulation taking a big leap forward this week, thanks to the team behind the Atari 50, which That's is Digital right. Eclipse. Yes. Are you more interested in diving into that catalog, either for a video or for personal curiosity? Yeah, um, I feel like I've poked my head in that because the Jaguar has always been, especially for America, has always been this very strange thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like the Virtual Boy. Uh, it's just, it's like do the math, etc. No, these these mid '90s consoles that came out, and we're trying to really push the the envelope in terms of graphics and stuff, but just didn't have the. It is wild to see all of the weird shit, all the weird systems that came out in the '90s, and then understand just how right. Sony got it the first time. Mm-hmm. Nobody else nailed it like Sony did with the PlayStation 1. Absolutely came out of the gate and just crushed it. Um, and it's it's actually something we were talking with some people over like, a, a, I think it was over like um, Thanksgiving. I was talking to somebody and I was like, yeah, that's a really interesting idea that I want to think more about. Like, how did Sony nail it so well? You know, it's just, it's like they did. And that's just compared to like, you know, 3DO compared to CDI Mac. Uh, C- uh, yeah, CDI and the Jaguar. Um, but it is a fascinating curiosity. I think a lot of these types of systems, why they're so curious is because like, okay, here's all, here's 50 games. There's all of it. It just feels like it's a nice known quantity. Um, so I have dipped a little bit into it, but I do recall that like we made a Doom uh ports video and we had to talk about the jaguar and uh uh somebody in the dis somebody in our discord and in our patreon uh had the jaguar version we ended up using their footage they just captured it for us for us and we used it because uh doom emulation on jaguar was like not quite up to snuff back in 2018 2017 2018 yeah and so um that does kind of stifle the ability to look at that uh, uh, library so easily. I mean, you know, I'm sure if we, we, we bothered a couple of friends, we could probably get our hands on most of the Jaguar, uh, most of the Jaguar library. The Atari 50 release is something I, like, I kind of forgot that happened, especially, and it was kind of interesting timing just because we were working on our, the game, the game room video yeah, yeah. and it was like oh my god this came out and then it was like i can't think about it right now yeah you know we ended up we were going to talk about it in game room but then we were just like we physically can't yeah. like i'm <laughs> like moving they're gonna, us they're gonna, they're gonna come out back. of our bedroom i don't know i can't do it yeah it's yeah and um, i have heard it's very good it looks so cool i've watched a few like john riggs's video on it and a bunch of other stuff and it 
man, it looks amazing and beautiful. And I'll say I didn't really, I, it was not on my radar at all until I found out it was going to have Jaguar games. And why? Should, and it should. It's uh, that was Atari's big comeback. Yeah, that was like remember the people that made video games. Well, we're back and we're doing sixty-four bit. Do the math. Shut up. You know, it's all <laughs> you all play toys. Babies go home. It's time for the big Jaguars here, baby. Um, yeah, yeah, fascinating, fascinating. That, that this is why video games also a larger here, a larger uh, issue here. Video games are fascinating because just as an industry and as a business, they're so it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many interesting fail failures, uh, and there's so many reasons why those things fail and why things succeed. Yeah, no, video games are such a great uh, medium. Well, that is probably not the question that you really uh, uh, that that kind of answers your question, Michael. Sorry, but that's there you go. Well, with that being said, it is time for us to wrap up because we got. Derek's got some editing to do. I got some writing to do. Our dogs have some sleeping on the bed couch to do. (laughs) So thank you so much for listening. Um, You can listen to the podcast for free on the podcaster of your choice. Anywhere, pretty much. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can listen to it. Get recorded live and interact with us in the moment. Thanks to everybody who is listening right now. Really appreciate you. Mm -hmm. I think we might be sticking with this 6 p.m. time frame going forward just because it makes more sense it's, for it's, you know just weirdness that can happen it's a little bit easier yeah, to we used to make start, work we used to start at four i think starting at six kind of allows us to have a fuller uh, uh fuller days of <laughs> work day before the podcast and now it's like well the podcast is over we can work a little bit but that's you know i got most of what i needed to get done today already yeah I'll work a little more but like not having to do the podcast and then try and finish stuff up I think doing a later later in the evening recording time will be easier. All right. Well, the next podcast will be recorded at 6 p.m. on Monday, December 19th. See you then. There will be course reminders in yep. the Discord podcast, the, the Patreon, Twitter, Patreon. All that we, we, oh, we, my God. The other thing that happened you know. oh. in the month we've been off the air is Twitter and Elon Musk and everything. I was just going to say, we'll also tell you about it on Twitter. Oh, yeah. But I, we'll I think Twitter's on Hive and Mastodon as well. We do have accounts there now. Yeah. But um, I, I think Twitter is probably fine. Though I would recommend you not go on that site unless you have to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, thanks so much for listening yeah. and supporting us. And that's all for us. We'll see you, you know again. What? Support us. Don't support Elon Musk. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. See, see you in a couple of weeks. Yep. Yeah.